Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where we reclaim the super shiny lights that burn in each of us. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach who believes in the power of showing up as our flossom selves, even and especially, my friends, when it comes to working through our hard stuff. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get bolder. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. One of the best things about She Finds Joy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other women who are creating more joy in their lives, just like you. You can find us at kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to another podcast episode. Oh my goodness, you guys. I have had some perfectionism going over here. Yes, me, Kim Strobel. I have worked for years and years to break that perfectionist cycle. But let me just tell you that I was supposed to do these podcast episodes, these first few episodes, two weeks ago. But I kept telling myself, it's not going to sound good or it's not going to be as good as if it was my 50th episode. And so how do I make it perfect? And do I need a script? And where do I start? And ah, I simply kept putting it off. I even pushed the podcast launch date back because I couldn't make myself do it. So I had to put my big girl panties on and I had to say, we are just going to do it. We are going to make this happen. So here I am. Here's what I want to talk to you about today, my friends. We are going to talk about how do we learn to value ourselves? How do we put out the right energy as women so that the world can give us value back? How do we take care of our well-being, right? How do we put ourselves first some of the time? And how do we navigate? How do we navigate everything that we're responsible for? You know, I heard a great quote one time, and boy, did this hit the nail on the head. The quote went something like this. Women are expected to raise children as if they don't have a career. And they are expected to have a career as if they don't have children. And I was like, yes, this is why we are so stressed out. This is why it's hard to live our life. This is why some of us feel like we live the same darn day every day, 365 days a year, and like there's nothing left. There's nothing left for us. And I get it, folks. This this is based on the generations of women before us when you know, the landscape was different. The expectations were different. I watched generations of women in my family consistently put everybody else before themselves. That was just like the rules of the game, right? Like I watched my own mom make this amazing meal every single night for our family. 
I watched my dad, who's a great man, and my two brothers and I go into the kitchen, sit down at the table where it was just expected that mom would make us this great meal. And then I would watch my mom take the very last plate, right? She would get her plate last. Not only that, but we only had four bar stools. We didn't have a fifth bar stool. So I would watch my poor mother pull a little bitty chair to the other side of the bar where her knees would hit the dishwasher. And that was her spot to eat. And, you know, I've seen my grandma, my grandmother to this day, my 95-year-old grandmother to this day refuses to get her plate until everybody else does. And so that mentality is part of our cellular makeup. It comes from, you know, generations and generations and generations where women simply didn't count as much as the man. But where we got into trouble, folks, is the last couple of generations, we don't just take care of the home. We also, many of us, have a career. We are raising children. We are responsible for their doctor appointments. We're responsible for their school intake forms. We're the ones that they call when they get sick. They don't always call the dad, not, not much of the time anyway, unless you happen to be one of those dads and kudos to you. And let me tell you, I'm not here to slam men, right? Men are also just functioning off of decades of what they've known a man and how they're supposed to navigate that world. But for the most part, I feel like many women have almost all of the responsibility of the children. They are the ones who coordinate the doctor appointments, the dentist appointments. When the kid gets sick, they're the ones that take off. They're the ones that the school calls. They're the ones that make sure they have their haircuts. They're the ones that coordinate their play dates. And like 72,000 other jobs that they're responsible for, because most of the time, women in previous generations and in this generation have been the ones who take the lead role in child raising. Not only that, but many times they take the lead role in household, right? They're the ones that clean and cook and do the grocery shopping and do the purging of the closets every season and make sure the kids have their clothes. You know, last week I was cleaning out the refrigerator, which is a job that needs to be done every three weeks. And I'm pretty sure my husband never looks in the refrigerator and thinks it needs to be cleaned. Like he doesn't even know that's a job, right? And so then what happens is we still carry the brunt of raising the children, of managing the home and doing all of those things that generations of mothers previously were responsible for. But now on top of it, many of us also have a full-time career. And therein lies the issue. This is why you feel so lost from yourself. This is why you're trying to remember who you even were. Because we forget that we are more than a mother. We forget that we are allowed to claim space in the world outside of motherhood. And that we were actually a person before we ever became a mother or a wife. And I'm here to tell you that we don't, we have to break that social script. We have to break the social script for ourselves and for our own children so that they know that we don't just have to suck it up for the next 18 years while we raise them. And you know, one of my favorite quotes, because here's what I think too. I think that kids don't want a perfect parent. Quit trying to be the end all be all. 
They want a happy parent. And for you to show your children that you matter outside of motherhood, I think is a super important thing to say to them, for them to see modeled. And I always say, you aren't selfish for putting yourself first some of the time. You know, we call this, we've seen this called sharpening the saw, right? If you cut the tree with a dull blade, it will take you two hours. But if you take the time to sharpen the saw first, you're better. You work smarter, not harder. Well, what if we would take the time to ourselves that set us up to be the best woman, the best mother, the best uh, wife, the best, you know, what if taking care of ourselves actually created a better version of ourselves in all areas of our life and mostly, mostly for ourselves. And I tell women all of the time, you are not selfish for putting yourself first. We have to learn this lesson. And I remember, I remember Scott Strobel and I got into this really big argument one time and I laugh about it now, but he was like, you know how it is around here, Kim, here's how it is. The kids come first, then you, then the dogs, then your mom, then your dad, and then finally me. And he was saying that because he thought it was going to really, you know, trigger me to know that I came up so high on the priority list, but it didn't. Instead, I actually said, you have that wrong. I actually come before the kids some of the time. And then I did tell him that he comes before the dogs in our family, even though I'm a really big dog lover people, but you get my sense of humor there. So I said, actually, Scott, I come first. I come first some of the time. And here's why, people. Because my emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being has to come first. If I'm going to show up for Spencer in the way that I need to show up as a mother for him, then I need to make sure that my picture is full most of the time. And so... You're not selfish for putting yourself first. You have a right to claim time every single day. I tell people the cold, hard truth, which is this. If you don't give yourself one hour out of every 24 hours in a day, I think you have a problem. I really do. Now, if you've got a six-month-old baby, I'm going to give you that. But after six months or so, you need to start putting time for you every single day. You know why? Because you're worth it. I ran into a young mother a few years ago and I ran into Madeline. She stopped me on the street and she, she just said, do you have a second to talk? And I said, sure. And she said, I know you're a happiness coach and I'm struggling. And I said, what are you struggling with? And she said, Kim, I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old, sweetest, healthiest little girls ever. I have a good husband who works hard. We have a home. We have so many things to be thankful for in our life. And then she started to cry. And she said, but every day is such a struggle for me, and I don't know how to change it. And I said, what do you mean? What's your days like? And she said, I get up every morning. I get the girls up. I get them dressed. I get their backpacks and everything for the sitter packed up. You know, I feed them breakfast. I throw them in the van. 
I drive him to the sitter, I drop him off, I go to work. I work all morning, I get off at lunch, I use my lunch time to do errands or do Walmart shopping or take care of bills. I get back to work at one, I work till five, I get off at five, I go grab the girls from the sitter, I get them home, I get them situated, they start playing, I start working on supper, my husband comes home, we eat supper, we clean up, we take care of everything extra that needs to be done. We finally have a little bit of time to play with the girls and to read them. And then I put them to bed and I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted that I just hit the sack again. And then she started to cry and she said, I just didn't know it would be like this because I get up the next day and I do the same thing again over and over and over and I think I just need to suck it up. I think I just need to know that this is what it's going to be like for the next 18 years. And I feel really ashamed even telling you that I feel like this. But I just didn't know. I didn't know I would totally lose myself in the process of parenting. And I said, Madeline, when is the last time you took time for yourself? And she said, I didn't know I was allowed to. And that is when I began to explain to her that even though previous generations were taught to function just like this as a woman, they were taught that if there's anything left over at the end, then they get it. But if not, they always come last. They were taught to take care of everybody else's needs before their own. And they were taught that they don't count. But I said, Madeline, in order to be and show up as the woman that you want to be, as the wife that you want to be, as the parent that you want to be, you need to start claiming some space in your day, every day. And I tell people, you need to shoot for an hour. And if you, I'm, I'm practical, so if you can't go from nothing to 60 minutes, I want you to go from nothing to 15 minutes. I don't care if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom like I used to do when the kids were little. I would lock myself in the bathroom. I would light some incense. I would light a candle. I would pour a hot bath or sometimes I simply just sat on the bathroom rug. And I laugh when I think back to this because I think I also remember like little bitty fingers, right? Little bitty fingers underneath the door. And I would think to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Like husband, get the kid. I don't even want to see little fingers. I need 15 minutes where I don't hear or see anything. I just need to be with myself. And I share that story because, you know, we do need to know that we count. And I said, Madeline, you get to be more than a mother. I'm telling you now, you don't have to just give yourself away for the next 18 years that you actually get to be the woman that you were before you were a wife and before you were a mom, you get to be that woman while you raise kids. And I said, you need to do it for yourself, but you also need to do it for those two little girls because this is a self-love issue. Your girls need to see you model for them that mommy loves herself enough to take care of herself and that mommy knows 
She is more than a mother. And I said, do you want those two little girls to grow up and be 28, 29, 30 years old and have modeled for them, you have modeled for them how to become a mommy martyr? And do you want those girls to feel like you do when they have kids? Do you want them to feel so lost from the sense of joy that comes from just being a woman because they did this thing and had kids? Or do you want them to be raised with a mom who modeled for them that she counts too? And who modeled for them that while she loves and enjoys being a mother, and while it is our greatest gift and our greatest calling, that we still are more than mothers. And I do think that taking good care of you means the people in your life will receive the best of you rather than what's left over. But what I like to say even more than that is that you, you get the best of you. So here's what I want people to do. I want women to start claiming their space. I want women to start giving themselves at least one hour in 24 hours. I don't know if that means you wake up early like my friend Carrie does. My friend Carrie has two young kids. The only time that she gets time to herself because she's a stay-at-home mom, the only time she gets time to herself is if she sets her alarm to wake up an hour early in the morning and she gets up and she does her little meditation or she reads a little bit from her book and she gets on her exercise bike and she said, that's how I get my hour in, Kim. I have to schedule it an hour before the kids get up and I would not sacrifice that. I need that hour. You know, for me, now that I'm an empty nester, it's super easy, but I have always taken time to exercise. I take 45 minutes a day to exercise. Personally, I get a massage every single Friday. Every single Friday, I give myself a massage because that's what makes me feel good. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about. Don't start comparing yourself to what others need in order to feel good. I don't know if you need an hour every single day, right? I want you to get an hour every single day, but you might not need as much as Kim Strobel needs. I know that I need a 45 minutes to exercise every single day. I know that I need quiet time in the morning. I know that I need a massage every Friday. I know that my husband and I need a date night once a week where it's just the two of us. That's what we did back when we did have kids in the house. Like, but maybe somebody else doesn't need as much time to feel good. It doesn't matter. It's about what you need. And you need to give yourself permission to do this. You, you know, it's just like when I fly to a gig and I have a presentation, I get on the plane and the lady comes on there and she says, she gives you that big talk, the stewardess does him or her about how if there is an accident, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Don't you dare put it on the toddler next to you. You must put that oxygen mask on yourself first. And then and only then can you take care of the business of helping the toddler. And it is the same thing. I want you, I want you to schedule daily me time. I want you to start out with 15 minutes. If this feels like a stretch, 
but I'm going to push you folks to do the hour. You deserve one hour in 24 hours. And yes, this might mean that you have the difficult conversation with your husband and you say, look, I'm stressed. I work full time too, yet I feel responsible for all of the household chores. I feel responsible for all of the kids. I mean, we're going to do a podcast episode on that because we do need to have these tough conversations with our spouses, our partners, whoever that say, hey, we need help. We need help because I'm feeling depleted and I need to create some space in my life because I am more than a mother. And you know, my biggest wish is that when Spencer looks back, that even though I'm sure he will see some of the mistakes that I've made, he will know that it wasn't always sugar plums and sprinkles. But I hope that when he looks back, he says, you know, my mom was just a really happy person. And I watched her take care of herself. I saw her know that she had value and she loved herself enough to do that. You know, and it can be reading a book, it can be taking a walk, it can be scheduling a lunch with friends. I have uh, one of my friends, Kristen, does line dancing every Wednesday night and she does it with twins. She has two toddler twins and she still makes sure that every week she hits her line dancing. And so I really want you to understand that you are not selfish for putting yourself first. Are you going to feel guilty when you start making me time? Darn right you are, right? I mean, as women, we feel guilt for everything. We feel guilt for not being available 24-7 for our kids. We feel guilty if we're a stay-at-home mom and don't have what they call a real job. We feel guilty if we don't prepare a family meal every night or we're too tired to read the bedtime story. Heck, I even felt guilty not too long ago because I kept, this is ridiculous, but I kept seeing like the empty pots next to my garage and I hadn't planted flowers in them. I just didn't have it in me. I just didn't want to go plant the flowers. And every time I would walk by that stupid pot, I would think, oh, that's ridiculous, Kim. You know, you should be able to plant some darn flowers in your pot. Um, and I let myself feel guilty for that. So here's the deal. That's the eternal struggle of moms. We are susceptible to guilt, right? And there's this belief that when you're a mom, your life ceases to be your own and it be belongs exclusively, you know, to your children and you're just supposed to put yourself on the back burner. So here's the deal. When you start telling your spouse or your partner or your kids that you're taking some time for yourself every day, just know you are going to feel some guilt. I don't care. I want you to let yourself feel the guilt and then I want you to do it anyway. I want you to do it anyway because you matter, my friends. You matter outside of motherhood. You matter outside of your wifely duties. You matter outside of your career and your well-being and your happiness need to count. And so please Take my words into consideration. Schedule yourself time every single day. And I can't wait to see some of your comments to this. I want to know how you're doing it, when you're doing it. I want you to check back in in the Women Rising Facebook group or in um, on this podcast. And I want you to tell us, how are you scheduling me time? 
and what is it doing for your soul? Because my friend, my fellow mothers, your soul deserves to shine in all of its brightness. So get out there and make this a priority and know you are not selfish for putting yourself first some of the time. Whoop, whoop, we did it. Thank you so much for joining me on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm super honored to share this space with you and I hope you learned something new and helpful. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time joining the show, know that I am here every Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can go to that directly if you go to kimstrobel.com forward slash podcast. That will put you in Apple Podcast where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down just a little bit, you will be able to leave that five-star review and just leave me a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. It really helps me. If you let me know how the show has impacted you and how you are striving for more joy in your life, you might be nominated to be the Joyful Woman of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more women unleash their happiness one daring day at a time. So please take a screenshot on your phone, share it out on social media, tag your friends, tag me at Kim Strobel Joy on Instagram or in our Facebook group, kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy. I'm quick to reply and I am super eager to send you some Facebook love. It makes my heart happy to be able to connect and surround myself with other women who are all ready to do this work. So thanks for being here and I'll be back next week. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you know that you are enough just as you are. Here's to finding more joy.